Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We had some news that kind of came out of the blue today, some very interesting news about a big MedTech company. So I'm just going to let Sean tell us what we're going to talk about today. Today's news covers another partnership between GE Healthcare and Mayo Clinic, FDA authorization for a Tune Medicals device, Ambu's regulatory nod for a therapeutic gastroscope, and Abbott recalled some of its neurostim implants, while the big news you alluded to is a rebrand over at Johnson & Johnson. So what's the first thing that we should know for today? GE Healthcare and Mayo Clinic are partnering on medical imaging and theranostics. More cool work between GE Healthcare and hospitals is the company actually just inked a collaboration with Mass General last week as well. So really trying to mix physician and clinicians with you know, technology and business, I suppose. So what is the goal of this collaboration? Mayo Clinic and GE Healthcare aim to better equip clinicians with technology to precisely diagnose and treat medical conditions. They want to personalize the patient experience at each step of the care journey to translate novel technologies and approaches to medical imaging and theranostics. Can you give us some more details about the collaboration? Yeah, well, they explain that it focuses on four core areas. Firstly, they want to rapidly accelerate the development and clinical translation of advanced magnetic resonance or MR technologies and techniques. Second, they aim to transform cancer care through precise imaging and dosimetry of highly targeted theranostic agents. The third goal is to make diagnostic and interventional ultrasound easier and faster to use, all while hoping to advance automation and quantification. And finally, they want to leverage multimodal data, AI, and digital health platforms. Interesting. What are executives saying? Dr. Matthew Callstrom, the chair of radiology at Mayo Clinic, said the collaboration brings out the research and clinical team's expertise and feedback closer to product development and commercialization of innovation ultimately accelerating the rate of translation of research to patient care and offering a greater opportunity for global impact. GE Healthcare's president and CEO of Imaging, Jan McKella, said that by collaborating with scientists, inventors, and healthcare providers at Mayo, the company will accelerate innovation and increase the clinical impact of its technologies beyond what either of the organizations could have achieved independently. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The FDA granted de novo clearance to Attune Medical's Enzo ETM for use in radiofrequency ablation procedures. It expands the uses for the device into ablation, which is becoming a more and more common procedure for treating AFib. Tell us a little bit about what this device is. It's a single-use thermal regulating device that goes into the esophagus, similar to a standard orogastric tube. It connects to an external heat exchange unit, creating a closed-loop system for proactive controlled temperature management. And for this specific clearance, the company designed it to reduce the likelihood of ablation-related esophageal injury. These injuries occur as a result of radiofrequency or RF cardiac ablation procedures. How did the company get this authorization from the FDA? Well, it received investigational device exemption from the FDA for that indication just over a year ago. And the FDA nod came on the back of preclinical studies, computer models, randomized controlled studies, data from tens of thousands of patients treated in real-world settings. So studies demonstrated up to an 83% reduction in esophageal injuries, and ENSO ETM reduced the risk of atrioesophageal fistula, or AEF, a complication of ablation procedures. And so as you mentioned, ablation is becoming a procedure that is more common. 
So this seems like something that executives could be excited about. Definitely. Attune Medical CEO Jay Isfan said that the clearance opens the door to a new standard. Studies have shown improved safety and efficacy for patients while allowing improved efficiency for physicians and greater cost savings for the hospitals in which they operate. Now, what is this news from Ambu? Yeah, the company won CE Mark for its therapeutic gastroscope. It also initiated the European launch on the back of receiving the regulatory nod. What is that gastroscope? It's called the A-Scope Gastrolarge with the A-Box 2. It's the world's first gastroscope with a 4.2 millimeter working channel, enabling a powerful suction performance from the therapeutic gastroscope while providing maneuverability and precision. The company says it facilitates access to difficult-to-reach anatomical areas. So you briefly mentioned one of those features. What are some of the additional features? Yeah, well, it delivers significantly higher suction performance compared to the latest 3.7 millimeter gastroscope on the market and achieves this both with and without tools while offering a valuable tool during upper gastrointestinal procedures in the ICU and endoscopy unit. It helps in bleed management, necrosectomy, and stent placement procedures. And it's also made from bioplastic materials with the scopes handle derived from second generation feedstock. So using recycled food waste in the material ensures a notably lower carbon footprint, which is something the company is very seriously pursuing. And now we have some recall news. Yep. Abbott recalled its neurostimulation implants due to a Bluetooth bricking flaw. It was a class one recall, the most serious kind, but importantly, no devices need to be returned at this time. Which devices are affected? Well, the recall covers Proclaim and Infinity IPGs used for three kinds of neurostimulation, spinal cord, dorsal root, and deep brain. All the models are listed in our coverage. If you go to Mass Device, it would be a lot to read out. But more than 155,000 affected devices were distributed in the U.S. from November 21, 2015 to June 29th of this year. Can you elaborate a little more on the issue that caused the recall? Yeah, so those IPGs or implantable pulse generators deliver low-intensity electrical impulses to nerve structures and have a feature that disables therapy while a patient undergoes an MRI scan. But in some cases, the iPhone or iPod used to communicate with the IPGs via Bluetooth might lose connection while in MRI mode and remain disabled, leaving the device permanently deactivated. So when that happens, there's no previously paired clinician programmer able to communicate with the IPG and the only option left is to surgically remove the device and replace it with another. Patients with Parkinson's disease and movement disorders who are also receiving deep brain stimulation treatment are at greater risk of complications or death during surgery, according to the FDA. So we've seen you know, a lot of moves from medtech companies that develop these implants to make them MRI compatible, and clearly this is something that sort of plays into that, obviously an issue that needs fixing. Have there been any reports of injuries so far? The FDA said it's got reports of 186 incidents and 73 injuries in connection with the issue. And now let's talk about that rebrand. Yeah, Johnson Johnson has done away with its 136-year-old logo to rebrand. The company believes that moving on from its centuries-old logo and also shaping its core businesses will stand it in good stead for the future. So they didn't just rebrand their logo. What exactly did they end up rebranding? Yeah, so along with the new logo, the company renamed its Janssen Pharmaceuticals business in a similar move to changing to Johnson & Johnson MedTech around a year ago. From now on, Janssen is Johnson & Johnson Innovative Medicine, or really, you know, it sort of encompasses the whole company in a way. They're shifting everything a little bit. 
Can you tell us a little about the reasoning behind the rebrands? Yeah, well, CEO Joaquin Duato called it leading where medicine is going by developing breakthrough treatments, discovering new pathways and modalities, and expanding access so patients receive optimal care. Now, this move unites the pharma business with the Johnson & Johnson MedTech device business under a single name. And looking back, hindsight is 2020, but it kind of makes sense when you consider that their recent spinoff of the Kenview consumer health business was actually geared toward narrowing focus to MedTech and pharma. So now the new logo as well, you know, this whole change is, makes a little more sense, but they replaced a 136-year-old script based on the signature of co-founder James Wood Johnson as well with a more modern logo, brighter red, keeping the iconic ampersand. Can you dive a little bit more into the logo rebrand? Because this seems like a really big change for such an old company. Yeah, well, Johnson & Johnson detailed the changes to modernize it. They said that each letter in the new logo is drawn in one pen stroke, creating a contrast that delivers both a sense of unexpectedness and humanity, adding that it will embrace both the long and short form versions of the logo, expanding and building more equity around a short form J&J. The refreshed, bright, and contemporary red, the company says, speaks to the ability to urgently respond to health challenges, evolve with times, and set the pace. And in terms of art direction style, Johnson Johnson said it was crafted to spark energy, optimism, and inclusivity, all while offering a unique and distinctive approach in healthcare. And that marks the fifth story. So that's all the news that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for bringing all this news to us. Of course, as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.